morning, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm, I think I did this last week where I was having little <laughs> choky jokes. But um, I'm great. I'm just about to uh, click on Let's Go Live. And awesome. we're, looks like we're good to go. So good morning, everybody. And oh, no, I don't think I did that. Hmm. Just see what's happening, Jenny. Sorry, I just that is okay. How thank hello to everybody who's joining us at the moment. We may be going live, we may not be going live. Who knows? Brenda Francine, so lovely to have you on the Zoom this morning. Um, and one of our favorite topics is on today, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it looks like we are live, yay! We made it, <laughs> and it's yes, exciting. good morning. For a little another session of bite-sized conversations with me, Kylie Mobrowland from Hello Media, and Jenny Walk from Elephant in the Room Consulting. How are you going today, guys? I'm great. How are you? I am awesome. I've had a really good busy week, but really good week. Penny, I think you've got some wins there. I was reading some stuff at 4 a.m. and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'd love you to tell us about what's happened. It sounds amazing. Um, it's quite out of the blue. I got an email from Beam in Business, um, which is an online platform uh, for mostly women, um, uh, business women, and they said that I'd been nominated for a woman to watch for 2021. And I was like, what? So I'm pretty excited. So there's a People's Choice Award that's nominating, that's um, you can nominate today until tonight. Um, and then I have to submit a video to the judges um, before close of business today, um, to tell them why I should be a woman to watch. So it's a bit exciting. And my first nomination for something that I wasn't aware of. So very cool. Amazing. That's so awesome. And what are you going to say about why you should be nominated? Because you know what? Mm. I think we've all got a lot of ideas that we could share with you of why oh, you yes. should be nominated. But tell us what you're going to say. Um, oh, that's a really good question. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Um, I think for me, one of the key differences, and I actually wrote a post this morning um, for my Instagram about it saying that um, I, I'm a bit old school in the way that I deliver my coaching. I like high touch, deeply human programs. And for me, it's about connection, collaboration and building really sustainable businesses. It's not for me about creating an empire where I can you know, buy the fancy cars and go on the fancy holidays. It's really about me making an impact. And that's my heart and soul, I guess, every time I coach. And, and I think for me, it's, it's a different way of looking at a coaching business and growing your business in an environment in a world where we're all about volume and, and the most amount of things we can get. And so I think my differentiation at the moment is the fact that, you know, I'm old school, one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, a three-day immersion. That's what it is. That's the value. What people get is they get time. They get time to think, collaborate, and build clarity. And that's stuff that we don't have a lot of. We always want kind of, you know, packing our days with lots of time. So I think, or lots of stuff. So I'm hoping that might be a, a point of difference that I can share, but that's where I was thinking. I love it. I want to add that I feel like you, you know, my favorite word of the year, uncomplify. I, feel I like love uncomplify. And when we talk about, Oh, you know, and when I've worked with you on my own business and we talk about where I'm headed or how to make sense of certain things and stuff, I'm all, I come to you com complete overwhelm. My brain is fuddled because it's, it's very, ugh, you know, when you're right in it. And then you have this beautiful way of uncomplifying it and setting me on a path. And when I did the retreat with you, 
my goodness, I left there with, yes, exhaustion of my brain, but also amazing new ideas. But what was clever is that I was then able to literally implement that stuff almost straight away. And that's amazing because it's not often that you can that you can actually do that. So I think that's a big one. You might even like to use that little word. <laughs> I, might, I might have to borrow Uncomplify for the video, I think. And I'm just excited. Elizabeth, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for sharing. Um, and we're so happy to have you here live with us today, Elizabeth, that I appreciate everyone voting. And I guess I didn't know how it's such a, it's such a strange place for me to be in because I kind of like to do my stuff a little bit quietly. And I'm okay to do that. I just like to be, I guess, the foundations for other businesses to grow and other businesses to thrive. So it's a little bit different for me to kind of put that out there and say, hey, by the way, I've been nominated. But I thought, you know, why not embrace it? I'm really proud of the work that I've done. I'm really proud of the impact that I get to have with people. Um, and that, you know, that's really what my legacy wants to be. It's not about, I don't need um, the awards and accolades, but it's really nice to have the nomination, I have to say. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. The opportunity of being nominated for something that you didn't even know about is beautiful. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> the main thing is that was a beautiful honour. And I'm so proud of you. Since the day I met you, I knew you were something super special. So yay for you. I'm going to make an award. I'm going to give you the top dog award. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm, I'm blessed. You know, you, you and I had a for, for using some of my clients, so there's a soul connection very much from the day that we met and from the minute that we met, I think there was like, we're, we're, we're each other's people and I'm really, I'm blessed to have such amazing people like you in my world and to be able to, you know, I learn every time we chat and I think that's part of a great collaboration is that we both get to learn and grow and develop each other and celebrate each other's wins, which, you know, you have had so many in the last couple of years as well with your business and it's growing and, and continuing to grow like, insanely at the moment and so we have both amazing things to be proud of I think yeah I totally agree and I think that's a beautiful introduction to our topic I of, know. because I think that's a really big thing about being able to um, lift each other up and not yeah. have that way of you know what's the, elbowing them out of the way because yeah. you're in my limelight or um, putting you down because that's what we do to get ahead you know I know that's not a style for a, for many many women and no I it's not that's so important and that collaboration I think it's about that success is really important and, and I think and I said this to you last week and that I hadn't really connected with lots of other women and lots of other business owners until I became a business owner it was kind of I was always watching and observing and advising from the other side of the fence and so when you become a business owner, particularly in an environment where I'm supporting so many women, it's so important for us to continually say, the more we support each other, the more we grow, the, the bigger the circle gets. The circle doesn't get smaller. You know, you don't lose your space in the circle. You just make the circle bigger. And I think that's what this collaboration does is we're making the circle bigger for other women to come and join us and stand inside this space and to have our own space. You know, it's not, I'm not pushing anyone out of their space. I'm just making my space a little bigger so they can make their space bigger. Absolutely. That little saying, collaboration over competition, I yeah. think is such an important one. If you can find ways to collaborate with people, yeah. find ways, like Jenny and I have similar, well, some of what we do is similar, but the majority of what we do is not. But instead of just going off in our own lanes, we knew we'd like to find a way of offering something together. So here we are every Friday doing a collaboration where we and can- And maybe some new things coming in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
what time did I text you about that? Was it like 1 a.m.? I know. I was like, yes. I woke up at 5 and so I'm like, yes, let's do it, right? Whatever that is, we can't tell you right now, but it's very exciting anyway. <laughs> yes, indeed it is. I think that's one thing that we've got in common is brains that go over time. <laughs> very much so. But we're talking about money today, which is one of my favorite topics. And I know I said earlier that it's not about, you know, creating empires and, you know, having gold-plated statues of yourself around. But the reality is, is that money drives a business, doesn't it? I mean, money is, a, is a, one of those things that people can either feel a little bit icky about or they can feel like really comfortable talking about. And I've met business owners that do both. But um, how do you find, how, what's your response when people talk about money? I just think this is such the perfect timing because in our um, meetup this week, so that my meetup is Positive Passionate Businesswoman, our speaker was all about money. So mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot since then and I was having a beautiful session with someone in a program that I'm doing. And um, she also, she'd been there and she also brought it up and said there was a number of things in there that were, were serious triggers and listening to how other people perceive money etc it was fascinating and my brain has again been going ever since so one a few of the things that she said just blew my mind but one of them was that you need to always have three to six months of, of the money that you need sitting aside waiting for a rainy day like a covid lockdown etc etc yeah and that you shouldn't have a budget that you need to have afford planning and there was all kinds of things that came up about Forward planning, not ever buying, you know, we've all heard these ones before though, of not ever buying anything till you've actually got the money, etc. And so I've been thinking a lot about that this week and where things are at with businesses being more and more and more pressured into offering afterpay. Now PayPal's coming out with their own version of afterpay. There's yeah. open pay. There's all these different ways that you can get it now and pay for it later. And I'm even noticing people in our space, Jenny. With coaching that are also offering that so yeah. it's fascinating what do you think about that it's a really interesting conversation and that idea of you know, having three to six months um cash in the bank is a really lovely idea but for a new business owner who's been there maybe first couple of potentially up to a couple of years of business having that nest egg is actually really hard to do so while it's, a, it's an idea for when you become established and as you grow and always trying to put money aside for the business there is a balance with that. And as you start to grow, and when you first start to build a business, you do need to spend money on some things. And I used to be really restrictive about what I'd purchase and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't buy that or maybe I shouldn't buy that. But I've got to tell you, since I changed my view of that and said, you know what, if I need it for my business, if I think it's going to help me right now, then I'm actually just going to find a way to get it. And I'm going to organize that, whatever that looks like for me. And actually in doing that, it's actually given me freedom and flexibility. And the, and the result has been, I get more people coming to me saying, hey, can I get some work? And I don't have that same feeling around, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And so because I've let go, let go of any restrictions I have about whether or not I should spend, and just decided, is this going to do well? Is this going to help my business? So I change the conversation when I spend any money in my business. And I often tell my clients to do this is work out what your goal is in your business. So if your goal this year is to build, you know, to get 50 clients or get a hundred clients rather than the revenue amount. And you say, if I purchase this thing, whether it's a coaching package, a downloadable, whatever it is, is that going to help you get more clients? If the answer is a resounding yes, if I get this one thing or purchase this, whatever it is, it's going to help me build my business, develop my work, whatever it is, then that then you should buy it. 
because it's going to actually add value to your business. If it's something like, I want to buy a really beautiful watch because I just feel like I should right now because when I wave my hands on camera, I want to have the watch on, you maybe go, maybe it's not the right time to buy the watch. Maybe focus on the stuff in the business and then you can do the other pleasure stuff later. That's how I discuss money with my clients. I, I love that. Yeah, I totally agree with you about watches. It's like, it's going to give me my messages, which I like. But I totally agree. I'm absolutely all about investing in myself and my company to yeah. grow it and grow it and to be able to help more people. So I don't mean grow it so that I can bring in more money. It's that I could actually do more, more people and also, you know, the, the charity that I run, et cetera. So it's an We're having a, one of those funny Zoom days today. Maybe Zoom doesn't like us talking about money because I'm giving you a lag and I have you frozen on the screen now. <laughs> uh, can you hear me now? I can, yes, my dear. Yay. Thanks, NB. <laughs> Super fast internet in Australia we have, for those listening overseas. yourself. <laughs> investing in your company, moving forward. So I totally agree. I waited till I had actually saved it up and then been able to spend it on the business. I never would have done it. I literally had to take the plunge and trust that I was that I was actually going to be able to grow from, from my It definitely feels the right thing to me to do is, is the opposite of what they but in a perfect world I would love the idea of, of you know just having this crazy amount yes, sitting there that you can yeah. you know and I think <laughs> you get the opportunity to have that like you get to you get to points in the business and there's been times in my business when I've got you know as we've started going oh my gosh how's how am I going to get the next bill because I'm learning and growing and going what is going to happen I mean I started my company literally with 43 dollars in my bank account but I and I just went you know what I have this feeling it's going to work and I just trusted that what I was doing was in the right space, that I knew I was going to make mistakes and I was okay with that. And I actually went, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I've had highs and lows like we have all had in business. But as soon as we let go the tether that money brings to us and have this connection, I think even if you want to earn a million dollars a year or two million or a $10 million business, because that's something that you really want to you know, strive for and that really drives you, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we often worry about when people talk about, oh, I'm not just getting clients to make lots of money. Well, in some respects you are, and that's okay. But it's what you actually decide to do with your money is, and how you value that is actually what matters. Not what anyone else thinks your money should be or for. It's actually what, you, what resonates with you, your family, your tribe, whatever that is. And I think that's really the focus because I know some great businesses. In fact, I was talking to some this year, who've, uh, this week, sorry, who've gotten a phenomenal contracts that have come to them in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, that are multi-million dollar contracts. And so they don't stand up and say, by the way, I'm now going to become a $15 million business. They just do their thing. Like if you go to their website, it's a fairly, you know, there's not a lot of pomp and ceremony on their website. They just get on with work, right? They just get on with their business. But there's some personal satisfaction to know that you are in demand and that people want to work with you and that you are successful. And that's a personal, um, that's a personal pride in the lowercase pride rather than that kind of, you know, pompous chest thing. And I think often we connect money with this ego. And I think that's the tether that we need to break 
because money and ego don't work well together. And when they're separated, amazing things can happen. Yes, isn't that true? Ego is such such a thing about it. And and talking about, re, you know, even just having the bravery, I think, to reach out when you need help, and particularly yeah. in a money sense. And, you know, if you've got a business that you feel is absolutely doing the right thing, but you're not bringing the money in, how do you then, you know, balls, man, well, I don't know what the right word is, but, you know, stand up and say, I need help. I need to actually spend money to be able to make money. That's a yeah. big one, isn't it? And, and I think that, and I used to kind of, that, that always never, so that never sat really well with me, that spend money to make money. I thought that just seems a bit weird. Just when I was, you know, quite younger and I was like, oh no, I need to save, I need to save because you have that um, need and worry about what the future is going to look like. But then when you realize that it, when you actually have that freedom and go back to the question about why I need it and if I need it, then buy it, it sets up that intention. If I need it, I'll buy it. That's what you want your clients to think, don't you? You want your clients to come to your program and say, I need to work with Kylie. I need to work with Jenny. So I'm going to do it. And if we actually have that attitude in the way that we approach how we spend money and what we buy, then then to, in some respects, I think the energy kind of flows back to us where our clients see that we're abundant. They see that we're generous and they go, well, actually, I want to be part of that. I want to join that circle. So therefore, I'm going to come and work with you because I know I'm going to, it's, it's, it's an environment of abundance and generosity and not coming from a place of scarcity. And I think that's the biggest change that we have to think about in terms of how we approach money. But money relates to whether somebody buys your product or not. Oh, you're so right. And I'm so glad you brought up that abundance and scarcity mentality because it's completely what it is. Um, the, the amazing woman that spoke on Tuesday night, one of the lines that I wrote down that she said, which I loved, which is with cash, you give before you take. And I'd never heard that before. Mm. It's true, but isn't that a wonderful thing? So I barely ever use cash anymore. I don't get paid in cash for anything. And I, you know, I do everything either online or a tap tap or whatever and always have. But it's an interesting one, isn't it? And my brother very mm -hmm. much deals in cash. He's always got cash in his wallet. And you and I have both heard before the importance of having whatever you want to earn in a day, have that in cash sitting in your wallet at any given time. That's not really my buzz because I don't even leave the house every day. So no, having and I, don't have a, I have a wallet, but it has nothing in it. I, my, my phone is my wallet. So if my phone has the cash in it, then I'm okay, right? <laughs> That's right. So it's a funny thing, but I have to say, when you see someone take out a wallet full of cash and hand it out and everything, it does have an amazing abundant feel. And again, coming back to that giving before you then take something, this is pretty special about that. What is it really? To what But what I really loved, I watched on, um, you know, on. And have you seen that one? No, I haven't. I don't we're think. Having a, um, we're um, having definitely. a little bit of a lag. Yes, what? good old, good old. Um, yeah. So, um, he, the two guys, they were neighbours and just came up with this idea of afterpay and you know here in Australia and I just thought it was very very interesting to watch where it all came from because it didn't come from a people need to have things straight away it came from a credit card perspective yeah. of you know how much extra are you paying for the thing that you want to buy so it was very very interesting so I think the way that we're changing in terms of we want it now rather than later but also that we don't actually see cash we're not no very, I think that's really you know, true 
But I think there's something about paying. I mean, people don't, when you go and get a loan for a car or a loan for a house because of the volume, you don't go, oh, I'm going to pay cash straight up. You happily go get a loan for it and pay it out over time. So I guess for me, when I look at things like Afterpay or any of the Zip or whatever the different ones there are, essentially all they're saying to me, it's a form of budgeting. I could spend it all now, but why would I? Why not have the cash flow and spend it out over a number of weeks because then it helps me manage my cash flow. So from a business perspective, you could call it cash flow management as long as it doesn't get out of hand and you're not kind of using it, you know, willy-nilly in a way that's that's actually um, detrimental to your business. But we're talking business, not personal here. And so when it comes to business, managing your cash flow and managing your money is really important because it allows you then to have the freedom and flexibility to respond to the needs of your business and also your clients. So that might mean you have to change the way you work or you might your laptop might die tomorrow and go, what happens if one of the biggest tools in your business dies tomorrow? If you don't have access to a cash flow model of some form, then you, you're, you know, your business can significantly suffer. There's only so many times you want to do Zoom on your mobile phone if you don't have a laptop. And, you know, so, well, I'm sure our phone could, could actually act as, an, as, a, as a laptop or a PC version or a Mac or whatever it is for a short period of time. Long term, it's not viable and it's not really going to work for us, is it? So having access to different methods of cash flow is a really, is a, it's a good business decision to discuss with your advisor or your accountant to say, how can I use this to my to, to my um, to my benefit that's going to help my cash flow, going to allow me to manage my money more effectively and have that abundance mindset and that growth. And it's interesting, Tara has joined us and she mentioned, she's asked whether we've had any tools or thoughts on shifting blocking beliefs around money. Oh gosh, you and I have had so many conversations about money blocks, Kylie, haven't we? So many. <laughs> Yes, we sure have. What are your thoughts on that, Jenny? Well, it's, it's a really funny. And Tara, thank you so much for the question. Um, for me, a lot of the money, you can, we can go back and have lots of conversations. And then we've got a beautiful Elizabeth on the on watching today. And she does a lot of work with her clients from an energy perspective around money. Um, for me, money and my, the money mindset comes down to that abundance versus scarcity mindset. And to me, it's about saying, what's money for? So I, do you see money as a positive or a negative conversation? So if you've got a block around money, often it's going to be, that I've found, it's going to be because you have a negative association with money. Somewhere in your life, money has been bad. You've been told to save it all the time or you never had it. And you, so now you have to hold on to it really tightly because you're worried about what happens if I don't have it. So one of the first things, I mean, and it's not an easy, it's not a quick fix. It's not like, I'm not saying it's going to change overnight. But for me, it's about addressing that conversation, saying, well, how do I approach money? How does it make me feel? And how do I become more comfortable talking about it when I realize it's just a form of energy? It's just something that's part of the business in the same way I pick up my mobile phone or a pen. Money is simply a resource. And when you take the power away from money and recognize it's just a resource that you can use, you can keep, you can share, you can hold on to, or you can throw away, it's just resource and separate that emotional connection with money, then it actually starts changing the way you use it in your business and also your life. I so agree with you, Jenny. And for me, it's so much about mindset and the language that you use around it. So for example, I don't want to say, um, say I decided I wanted a new um, microphone for speaking and the one I really wanted is a thousand dollars, but actually there's a really good one for $200. So I need to look at where I'm at, you know, with what's happening. I need to think, is that a want or a need for starters? But then I think, okay, 
what language am I using around it? Do I say to myself, I can't afford it, which is very, very negative language. Or do I say, I actually just don't need that right now. Or yeah. I just don't want to invest that right now. So when yeah. you talk about investing in something as opposed to I can't afford it, it just gives you such a different feel to the way you perceive yourself in the world. And are you, are you feeling successful? Are you not feeling successful? Also looking at how far you've come in the last year, you know, are you feeling like, oh, my business is still not successful? Well, success is something different to everyone. But actually, have you moved a lot further forward than where you were this time last year? That yeah. in itself is an amazing growth, even if you're not seeing it in monetary terms. So I definitely think mindset, but also that the language that you use around money is so incredibly important. And that is so true. And that want and need and that kind of idea of that, if that afford, whether I can afford it or whether I should get it or not. I mean, there's the words like should and afford and, you know, uh, and, and that negative language that you bring to the table, it does impact how you show up, how you engage and everything around the world that you, you know, your business world. But I love the, the, that conversation around, you know, changing afford to do I actually need it? And when we reframe what we're talking about to do I actually need it? Is it going to help me with my business? Is it going to actually make my life better? Is having this microphone going to make me so much clearer that I can do better podcasts, that my clients, you know, can the, the, the sound is much clearer so they can download the audio and listen to it on the car on the way home if they can't jump on the Facebook Live or the, or the Zoom. If that's going to make a huge difference to your business and your clients, then go and buy the more expensive one. But the question you have to ask is, is there, is there a substantive difference between the $200 one and the $1,000 one? Because you and I know sometimes there is a huge difference and sometimes it's just the, you know, the shiny coating on the outside, that's the difference. So doing some research and understanding where you're spending your money and why you're spending it, I think is really important too. And is that new shiny microphone, the shinier one, is that going to actually help generate more money? That's definitely another thing too. So once you've invested in that, is there actually... do help you generate more money because it makes you feel better. And that's okay. (laughs) But extra age that you're spending for that particular one, is could that money be spent differently now? Is there something that you really could be... Like, there's there's lots of different ways. Now, somebody's asked a really good question in in the comments, which is, I totally agree with you, but what if your business isn't generating enough money to get help? So in my experience, I've looked other places to be bringing money in from. So that yes. might be getting another job on the side. I've had going on to be able to, to make things happen. But what are your thoughts around that? Um, I actually think that people, yeah, I actually think a lot of time people think if you're in business, it's either business or nothing. And I think that's one of the biggest um, kind of blocks that people can have about business. I have some amazing clients who have, who their business is there, that they want to grow this business, but they recognize at the moment they don't have the foundations yet to actually create income and generate that revenue. So they've gone and got a part-time job or doing some work somewhere else to cover, I guess, that milk money, the rent, the basic stuff you need to live, that kind of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, base level of needs, so that they can actually then focus their energy in the right way on their business. If your business isn't generating income, there are other options, and I completely agree with you, whether it's part-time work 
whether it's doing some freelancing, whether it's, you know, working with a, an old client or partnering with someone and doing some, you know, consulting or some affiliate work with somebody. There's always a way to generate a small amount of income somewhere else. And when you, when you have that, it takes the pressure off your business being needing to be successful right this second. And that pressure and that overwhelm can actually restrict your growth because you're so worried about what happens if this doesn't work, then that kind of need and desire of wanting success actually transforms to kind of a little bit of negativity and desperation. And then you don't actually show up the best version of yourself. So I think it's important. Like I've, I've done that in previous, in previous lives. When I first started the business, I got a short-term contract to cover my business as I was growing. And I, you know, and I did that because I knew that that took the pressure off me, but allowed me to focus on growing the business when I had that, when, then that was my focus. It wasn't about, oh gosh, how am I going to pay rent? It was actually about, you know what, I can now focus on talking to clients and building great programs and developing the things that I need to do, those foundations, to grow the business. And Jenny, I've never had a partnership in biz in business terms, but I wonder for some if that is potentially a great way to look at it. So, yes, you would be bringing in less money because obviously you're halving it, but also in terms of dividing up the workload. And who does what and each doing what they're best at is often a really good way to go with that. But I met um, or had, had a couple of clients many, many years ago and they had a shop. And what really intrigued me when they went into when they went into this partnership together and did this amazing shop, they said they made a rule that each person for the first three years had to do three, three days a week outside of the shop so that they, for three years, weren't going to rely on the shop for the money coming in for themselves, that they could invest that money back in. And they'd worked out that it was cheaper to employ people to work in the shop on those um, other days than it was to for themselves to be in there because they both had you know previous careers so they could earn more money doing something else and yeah. that business it's probably been 10 years that they've had that going for now and it's amazing um, how successful they've been but they were really strong and strict with what they stuck to about what they could do to grow it more more quickly. And what I love about that example is it's actually recognizing that the way you do business does not have to be the same as the person next to you. In, that, in the yeah. same conversation around money, what you think is a lot of money is not the same as somebody else might think is a lot of money. And so, you know, I've been to workshops where you see the guy comes in and, you know, he's flaunting his Maserati and he's got amazing great suits. He's going, how awesome am I? And he talks about going on this holiday that wasn't that expensive, that for someone else who's starting in business would have been like a luxury escape, right? And so that perspective about what's a lot or what's a little or how you should show up in your business is entirely up to you. So if you're starting business and you're like, I don't think I'm going to have enough money in the business to cover my clients, then build your business around a multi-layered approach. I'm going to work part-time and do the business. Or if the business has to be the reason, then say, is there a grant I can do? Is there a government program that's going to support me for two or three months while I develop this program? Or can I go work in someone else's business? Can I say to someone, hey, I love what you're doing. I, this is something that I want to learn and develop. Can I come and work part-time for you while I develop my business? So thinking outside the box and outside the square about how you run your business, I think is so important, particularly in the current environment where, you know, we're in Brisbane, we've had three days of lockdown. It's now been extended for another week, but only in two, two local areas. The other 10 or nine local areas can, you know, are free from lockdown. So there's all these changes happening all the time. You can't, you know, you need to be flexible and agile in the way that you approach your business and the way that you approach, you know, setting it up in the foundations. 
Well, I'd missed that uh, news flash about yeah. Brisbane. Extraordinary. though, just two. The rest of them are free to roam around, just us. What about, was that yours, your area? Yes. Oh. <laughs> How is that? I'm, right? at home. I'm, I'm recording videos all day tomorrow, so it's all good. <laughs> And that's during the middle of school holidays too, so. Yeah, awesome. I, I think we worked out COVID like school holidays because the last three school holidays, we've had lockdown in the first week of every school holidays since mid last year, since we're actually, um, since school holidays existed again in, in, in the same way. So oh. it's, um, I think it just likes to have people at home and hang out with our kids. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, interesting times Jenny that's it really sure. really is so what's your <laughs> final tip for people uh, you know and your thought about money and how we can actually use it you know better and engage with it differently in our business I'm I'm going to use um what Elizabeth said I absolutely love it which is she said in the chat one of the things I learned from Richard Branson's book was to take risks in biz I've always committed before I could afford it and it's paid off. And so it's not necessarily the best um, advice that would come from maybe an accountant or something, but I agree. I absolutely have always trusted that that's the right thing to do, invested and found a way to do it and then jumped in boots at all because I'm someone that wants to grow fast. So I'm not the, the slow burn, which, you know, obviously works really well for, for other people. So for me, it's like, boom, if it feels right, do it, jump in and trust that it's going to work. But also my other tip would be around that language. So very much around the scarcity language. So eliminate the scarcity language, um, accentuate the abundance language and off you go. What about yeah. you, Jenny? What's your final tip? Probably very similar. And I think mine comes down to when you look at money, money is just a resource. Don't have any emotional connection to money and look at ways to break that emotional connection you have with what money is to you. Money is simply a resource that you can use in your business and your life to allow you to do things, to create freedom and create opportunity. So if you think about that, money gives you opportunity and opportunity brings you money. So you need, if you open that space and like you said, jump in, be committed to it, find something that resonates with you first and that really you'll really kind of know is right for you in your business. And then if you do that and you spend the money wisely in that way, then I, to me, abundance will follow. Wonderful. We're really finishing on a high with that beautiful word, abundant, beautiful word, abundant, aren't we? I know. Bring it on. So where should people find a little bit more about you and get to get to know you a bit more, Kylie? Hellomedia.team is my website and then the same on Instagram and hellomedia.dreamteam on Facebook. And I would, of course, love to connect. What about you, Jenny? How can uh, people track you down? So on Facebook and Insta, I'm um, Elephant in the Room AU on Facebook and Instagram, on LinkedIn, Jenny Walk, and on our website, eitrconsulting.com. But we love hanging out on Insta and Facebook, so come and find us there. Awesome. And I'd just like to say that we will be sharing the link for people to vote for you for that oh, wonderful yeah. nomination. So um, look out for it, guys. And also we'll put it into the um, caption of this one as well on YouTube, et cetera. So... Good on me. Very proud of you. And I hope you have a great recording tomorrow okay. and that you'll find this lockdown. Enjoy. Have an amazing day and we will chat next week. I'm excited. I look forward to it. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for your questions. Bye. Have a great day. Bye.